0: Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Uh, This week, we are welcoming back Thad Burkhamper to the show. Um, Thad was on the podcast, uh, I would say about, I don't know, like half a year ago. Um, if If you didn't listen to that one, he was the only person to ever sing a song to start the podcast, <laughs> so uh, love that awesome guest. Um, this episode we'll kind of get right into it because um, because it's a long episode. We actually recorded about I would say about two months ago, right after Thad attempted his very first marathon on the road uh, by himself, and we recorded a whole. 20 minute section about what that experience was like what he learned through failure because ultimately he got 23 miles and not 26 uh and it kind of went awry but but through that experience like all the amazing all the amazing lessons that he learned so that i'm going to post on at the end actually um and then the episode today i i really enjoyed talking to thad we We had a great conversation about his recent Spartan races, um, how getting his wife to sign up for an event has really, uh, all the great things that it's done for his relationship with her and, and how that event went for her as well. Uh, and then Thad gets into this really cool thing. He's, he's doing a show about focus and it's really based on, why people ultimately don't succeed at their goals, um, and so just it was a it was an interesting conversation about that because we don't always succeed at our goals, and what what kind of what kind of things do we face that can ultimately stop us from succeeding or even stop us from trying and uh, you know trying to even start. Going towards our goals. So, anyways, uh, really cool episode. If you want to listen to the one he was on before, it's number fifty-nine. So I guess it was a while ago. Uh, if this is your first like a Bigfoot podcast, welcome to the show. We got a whole bunch of really cool, interesting guests uh, of all from all sorts of athletic, adventure backgrounds. So go back, check through our episodes. You can find all of them on iTunes uh, at our website soundcloud um or anywhere you guys find podcasts so all right let's get into this one this is the like a bigfoot podcast number 113 with thad burkhamper all right ladies and gentlemen i want to welcome thad burkhamper back on the show dude i'm so pumped uh i i the last time I talked to you, we talked about your attempt at a marathon. And uh, and now you've done these, like, awesome Spartan races. And you even your wife joined you for a little bit. And she's been yeah. too. you. And, like, I definitely, like, I want to get into that. But first of all, since we're doing this over, like, a video recording, you should definitely describe where you're at right
1: now. I am strategically placed for this call directly underneath my my router but more specifically i'm in my basement sitting on two uh like beanbag type chairs where we have our cozy nook set up for when there's a tornado warning (laughs) the boys can come down here they both got a comfy seat and we generally just like throw a tablet in front of them at that point because they freak out yeah storm pretty pretty well and uh no, we've got this space set up and I'm just laying down on their beanbag chairs in the basement right now.
0: Dude, you look like the most comfortable person I've interviewed on this podcast.
1: Yeah, actually, as I was crawling in here, I was like, this is going to be weird. I don't know what my energy is going to be during this, but whatever. (laughs) You're just
0: completely relaxed. So it might be good, you know?
1: Yeah, I think
0: so. I feel like I should set up a hammock in this office and just like kick back. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, while you're that way, I just got done teaching 113-year-olds today and like my brain is so scattered, but uh, hopefully hopefully I can get it together a bit. We blew up water. Nice. Which was sweet. We like separated it into hydrogen and oxygen and then blew up the
1: hydrogen. It was awesome. You made a hydrogen bomb in class?
0: Well, no. Not technically. <laughs> uh, we took a minimal amount of hydrogen you know, did you ever have Mr. Brooker in high school?
1: No, but I remember hearing Mr. Brooker's class.
0: Yeah, he would, like, cause the fire alarm to go off at least three times a year. Um, yeah, yep. I think at one point he filled, like, a giant balloon and then blew that up, which was yeah. a lot louder than what we were dealing with. So I, I I have yet to set off the fire alarm. So,
1: Well, you have goals ahead of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, all okay, right, what about this segue? Speaking of goals... So <laughs> um you you've done a couple Spartan races going into this weekend or a couple weekends ago and like what made you want to get your wife Rachel involved and then like kind of help me try to understand the experience you guys had together
1: um one it wasn't ever that i mean there there might have been moments where i was hinting that I would like her to do it with me but at no point did I say you should definitely do this with me because she she uh, she's got to come up with it you know what I mean you've got a she's the kind of woman that if she's got an idea you can come up next to her and run with her but um, but just forcing her to run in the direction you're running is not necessarily gonna work so we did the Spartan last year, the super, the eight miles. And at the end of it, she had mentioned that she wanted to do that. And we kind of started training a little bit. And then winter came and put the kibosh on that because snow and whatnot. And, uh, but then this spring, I did my, my super um, in Chicago in the, at the end of June. And she was all for it again. We started training really hard. She is kind of an ass kicker when it comes to just pushing herself constantly to do better timing. and uh, Because her her big thing was the sprint is three miles. That's what she had signed up for. And she had not run three miles flat out in a long time. And um, not that Spartans are ever going to have you running flat out the entire time. But she wanted to know that she had it in her legs. And then we were working on her upper body for other stuff. So we started training at the end of June. And she's lost, she's lost like close to 20 pounds doing this stuff and running. And um, so it's been, it's been really impressive. And and for her to see the weight loss happen and for her to see doing the rope getting easier and now she can do two, three ropes at a time, you know, just one right after the other. And uh, some of the other obstacles I've got set up at home for those things to be getting easier for her and showing her the progress that's coming from the work she's putting in. really got her amped up so we we were set two weeks ago to do i i had signed up for the beast which is 12 miles ended up being 13.3 so i got a half marathon in there actually and then um and then she was going to join me the next day for the sprint uh we volunteered that morning so for the first seven hours of our day we're just sitting and getting cold and you know not really warm and that kind of stuff but Uh, she, so she was, um, apprehensive once everything actually got started because some of the people that walked through here are super fit, you know, so our, our volunteering was registration. So we got to see all the racers for the day and, and some of them are like ridiculously stupid fit and, and intimidatingly. So, so all morning she's kind of
0: second guessing
1: and second guessing.
0: She's sizing up the competition kind of.
1: Yeah. 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 To a big extent. And like the morning races are like the elite athletes and the oh, yeah. people actually care about their time and that kind of stuff. And I just kept reminding her, it's not about our finish time. It's about the fact that we finish, you know, you'll be fine. Blah, blah, blah. blah. So, but it was, it was really impressive. We, we set out and for like the first mile, she was really, really dragging her feet like mentally. To get into it, right? She was like, "Oh, this this was a bad idea. You know, I shouldn't have blah 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 blah." And then we started passing little groups of people, and we're very rarely getting past. Um, but passing groups of people, and then she started uh, succeeding at some of the obstacles that, like, much stronger guys and and you know much stronger women were failing at, and it was. I, I honestly believe it was in big part just because of her her not wanting the group to see her fail. Yeah. That pushed harder than some of those other guys. It's not necessarily that she was stronger, it's just that she had more push to force herself through some of the stuff. So once she got some of those victories under her belt, the rest of the thing was cake. I mean, she loved it. When we, and the sprint advertises itself as three miles, we ended up, ours was five. And so she was immediately pissed off the, you know, off the starting block because I had told her three this whole time and we'd only ever practiced three and now she's in, you know, under the gun for five. So
0: that's but like, no, was amazing. Yeah. That's like in, when you're growing up and you're in sports and they're making you do sprints at the end, you yeah. know, and you get through all the sprints you think you, you have to do. And they're like, right. overtime. We're practicing yeah. overtime. Here we go, and you have to do more. And you're like, no, what?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. So I didn't do um, any like athletics through high school or whatever, but I remember peewee football, which is fifth grade. <laughs> but we would do to the tree and back, and there was this tree, and I don't know how far out it was, but we would just sprint to the tree and sprint back, and you you know you'd get however many you were supposed to get done done. And then somebody would have like tripped on the way back on their last lap and be like, Well, he tripped, gotta do it over. <laughs> like, no way, I didn't trip.
0: <laughs> that that poor kid who tripped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. It wasn't uh,
0: even that they were
1: slacking or anything, they just they tripped. No, they put everything they had into it and then they just lost their footing. Yeah.
0: It's like the coaches are looking for any excuse to just send you back. <laughs> like, His right. shoes untied, you're going back, and you're like poor oh. purple. Nope, not <laughs> happening. That's hilarious, man. That's dude. Okay. So a couple things. Um you mentioned at the very beginning, you can't just tell someone they're gonna do something. And I think that applies right. to anybody. You know, you
1: yeah, most people, yeah.
0: You can't just go up to them and be like, Okay, you're gonna get healthy and this is how like you're gonna get on this bike every day. Like they'll if they really don't want to do it, they they'll find a reason, any reason yeah. to
2: like not yeah. do
0: it, right? So what did you do? So obviously Rachel had something in her that was kind of like forcing, not forcing her, but like pushing her to want to actually do this. But even that want doesn't necessarily lead people on the path of like finishing it. You know what I mean? So what did you do to support, support her along the way? or Um, What did she do to support you? Because you were doing your own 13 mile Spartan, which you've never done before either.
1: Right. Um, so that I wasn't, I wasn't actually afraid of that. Once, once you've done an eight, you know, the, the super is eight miles. yeah. And I think the one last year was really, really close to nine. It was like eight, nine or nine, one or something. Um, there there's a, there's a point and I'm sure you know this like, and, and have experienced this yourself. There's a point where you say, Oh, eight miles felt like that. I know that I can do 12. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, yeah, it's going to hurt a little bit more. Or yeah. I'm going to have to put a little bit more training into it or whatever, but you you know where your body sits at it at the end of it. And you think, Oh, I'm at like 75%. And if I, had, if I had just trained a little bit more, maybe 90% would have gotten me through, you know, whatever else. So on that part, um, I was very comfortable with beast as far as supporting her. I was just a yes man. Yeah. If she said, Hey, we're going for a run. Okay great let's go for a run you know we'll we'll have your dad watch the boys for a minute or you know whatever we just go for a quick run we'd come home uh do the rope a couple times i set up the the monkey bar setup that was in my garage i uh, now have it hanging from a tree out in the front yard because the garage is always full of crap it was never getting used (laughs) so i think you know i i have to put this somewhere that it's going to get used so now the front yard is really like grand central when it comes to obstacles and that kind of stuff so anything basically for for this type of goal when you're dealing with bringing someone else into it or trying to um encourage somebody else through it you you just have to be a yes man if it's yeah. something that's going to be a lot of work for them um and training for this is a lot of work for anybody but she hadn't necessarily been physical for you know probably since the boys were were born so so it was it was truly just a matter of anytime she said hey we're doing a run tonight even if i had just gotten off of a 12-hour shift I was like yep let's go for a run because i know i've got three miles i mean that's that's not a thing um and then it was just a matter of through the run continuously reminding her um like we'd, we'd get started and within a half mile she'd say this is hurting more than it should and i'd say yeah but you're not loose yet you know let's wait till you're loose and about a mile you'll be loose and and trying to do a little bit of um a, a little bit of pseudo hypnosis whether while we're running you're like at a mile you'll notice that your legs are getting loose you know the mile is the truth and, you, and your unconscious clings to the truth because we're going to hit a mile and then your unconscious takes the next the next statement also to be true because yeah. it already heard a truth so you say you're
0: doing like we're going to have a mile when yeah. we
1: do yeah when we do, you'll notice that your legs are getting, getting a lot looser and you're a lot more comfortable. And then, you know, power right? suggest do that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so... And then it's like,
0: even if you hit that mile and your legs don't feel loose, you're still just like, well, I guess I hit that mile.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and, and that, that was a big part of it. And my, when we talked about the... well, oh, and I guess this would be kind of weird referencing something that you're putting together with this, but when we talked about the marathon that I had attempted and failed... I specifically put my halfway point as far away from home as possible because then once I get there, all you got to do then is get home. So we did the same thing on our runs. We wouldn't do loops or anything. We would do a mile and a half out mile and a half back in Yeah. because once you're out there, sorry, kid, you you yeah. know, you just got to finish the thing. So even if it was walking and, and uh I mean, she's got asthma that was giving her issues and that kind of stuff. So there'd be times where we were walking, but she was constantly pushing herself to do a better mile per minute, a better, you know, longer distances, that kind of stuff. So it was just cool to to watch her take the reins and then to jump on the cart as well. It just yeah. just let her do her. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, it's, it is interesting. And really, it's pretty awesome when you see someone take on a goal like that. And then you're yeah. with them throughout the process of, you know, because, you know, some people probably... You, you don't, see you know, they're doing, they're on a quest or whatever. They're trying to accomplish a goal and then you don't see them for months and then they come back and they're completely changed. You're like, dude, what did you do? But to right, like actually yeah. be there with a person day
1: after day after day and watch them go through it. Is yeah. Insane. And it's, it's very easy. Uh, yeah, it's very easy. Say you've been on a life-changing fitness quest for like a year. You haven't seen people for a year people see you after that year you look a lot better you feel a lot better you're just acting better because you know once you start feeling good you start acting good right um and it's very easy to look back on the year with fondness and they, they just see oh what did you do be like oh i just ate better and i ran yeah. well no you also cried at mile eight that one yeah. time you know what i mean like there were also really hard things that you had to get through but as far as the whole is concerned, it, the year itself was good for you. And you can look back on it and say that, that got me there, but you're right to be alongside somebody. You get all those nuanced things. You get all the, Oh, this, this two miles for whatever reason, whether it was diet, whether it was sleep, whatever, whatever it was really hurt, but you still push through it. Yeah. And, and seeing that, that kind of growth is was, was really cool. Cause Rachel had some of those moments and it, it was my job just to, basically tell her how much of a badass she was being and and encourage and just keep going with her so you're right that there is a big difference in that being alongside somebody and or just just seeing somebody kind of not necessarily at the end of their journey but in the, but in at least process. a ways through it yeah you get to watch the
0: process which is super cool um yeah what do you when you're going out do you do any mental tricks do you have anything that kind of like helps you push through like you said, my one, like the beginning of a run is hard sometimes.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I've got a couple actually, one of them that I think I've said to you, I know I've said to Brady and Jeremy on different occasions and, uh, is I'll just remind myself when my legs are starting to, to feel it. I remind myself, this is what they're made for. Oh, like yeah. we, we evolved into this shape because it's efficient and this is literally the only thing your legs are made to do is to move your body. Yeah. One, you know, from one place to the next. So that's one. And, and it's just little, little tricks that, that put me in the right mindset. Um, if I was doing tire flips at home, I would do 25 to 50 tire flips during a sprint uh, during a Spartan race, there's only, you only do it twice. So it's just the, and their tire is a lot heavier than mine. I think their tire is twice as heavy as mine. But I would walk up to a tire and say, oh, I can do this 25 times. I've only got to put it there and put it back. Like it, just little stuff like that where you trick yourself into, oh, I can do this because I've done it. Well, no, you haven't. You've done a different weight for a different amount of reps. But the the action is the same. And during, during workouts, I just got a tattoo uh, kind of added to in the last couple months that's wrapped around my arm and uh i had disciple on my forearm for a long time and i still do i don't know if you can yeah. whatever um but through so like kind of like a crossword using the d and disciple i put leader going uh, perpendicular to it and then the the s it ties into husband and then the uh, the e at the end ties into father so i had that visual to remind me, you know, what, what am I achieving by doing some of this stuff? And then on my wrist itself is just a little box that, um, that I put the national average in America for uh, life expectancy is 78 years. So between now and July 28th, 2064, I have 16,748 days left and I'll write that number in the box. That is just a reminder of me to to push everything I can into a day. And sometimes that, sometimes that means taking care of yourself and just watching a movie and hanging out with the family sometimes yeah. it means really beating the crap out of yourself on the on training and there would be times when um i've got an 8 foot wall in the backyard and i could see that i had started to sweat that number off of my wrist and i would tell myself do it till it's gone
0: nice really Dude, really I like it. it.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: so so i i would do that and it's just It's just a matter of reminding yourself and like through the races and stuff, I would come up to guys that, that were grunting and and moaning or, or just flat out bitching about what they were doing. And I would come up beside them and say, you did this to yourself.
0: Yeah, man, dude. It's so weird to me. I was, I was talking to one of my friends about this. Like I can't imagine in a race really bitching and moaning. Because of that reason, because you are, you're the one that signed up ultimately. Like, <laughs> right. no one cares. Like, no one cares yeah. if you're successful. And no one cares if you fail at it. Like, really, no one cares except yourself. But right. also, like, I don't know, do you see people in ultras? I didn't. I actually have never actually seen this. But you hear about people who go into aid stations and they're, like, kind of rude. Because they're miserable. They're having, like, a miserable right. time. They might be down in the valley of pain and whatnot. But... I could never, maybe, yeah, I, I just could never see myself being outright, like, rude to someone.
1: No, angry. it doesn't make sense. I, no, for no, no. me,
0: like, I go quiet. I just go quiet. You can tell if I'm feeling bad if I'm just not yeah.
1: saying anything. Yep, you know? yep. So. Yeah. the There would be times when I'd remind people, you did this to yourself, and almost almost invariably, I'd get a laugh out of them. Because yeah. you instantly bring them back to reality. This This race means nothing. You're right. This is this is for nobody but you. This this affects nobody but you. And you signed up for it and you paid money to do this for what? For eight miles of brutal torture and then a a flat warm beer at the end. You know what? Like what are we doing? We did this for a reason. That flat
0: warm beer tastes the best though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'd remind people about the warm beer, and you would you would not. you probably would believe the amount of. comfort that that gave so many people yeah. and like us they'd be like oh yeah that sounds good and then the course we just did was in a, a an off-road park so it's it's sandy it's gravelly it's rocky and it's like through puddles and stuff where and was it was it was uh badlands uh it was in attica indiana it was uh, uh yeah i don't i don't even know what the actual name of the thing was um
0: Dude, i have to look this up because. When we did a Tough Mudder, it was it was also advertised as Chicago, but it was like three hours away in Indiana. No,
1: yeah, it, it's probably the same place because the only the same place. Find, the only place, the only pictures I could find of the place were of a Tough Mudder being done there.
0: Okay, yeah, man, it might be. Is it by like where Purdue? Oh yeah, dude, it's the same place, Lafayette. Man,
1: yeah, I had a miserable time there. <laughs> but the the course is amazing. Like the terrain yeah, of no, it. No, it's super it's really cool. cool. Yeah. And so I like we'd come up over a hill and then you can see the not the entirety it's like 800 acres or something but you could see just this cool landscape and I would remind people then too like just take a second and look.
0: Yeah. You
1: wouldn't have seen this going to work today. You wouldn't have seen this at home watching a movie. You you see this because you're out here doing some extra stuff.
0: Totally. Yeah, man, dude, that place is beautiful. It is. It's what? What do they do there? Like four wheelers and like dirt bikes and yeah. stuff. And
1: yeah, you can take your jeep and and four wheelers and UTVs and stuff. I mean, it's it's a cool spot. And yeah. especially this, it had been raining nonstop for a week before we got there, so the puddles were extra big. And and it, <laughs> they used them to their advantage. They, you know, the slip wall is just this great big freaking wall that is at a 45 degree and you've got to get up it with the help of a rope, but you walk through waist deep puddles first. So your your shoes are soaked. Like it was, it was really cool. And it was fun. We came down over the hill when Rachel and I were running together. I had done it the day before we came down over the hill and those puddles were a little bit bigger and she was like giddy. We were at like mile four at that point. And she's like, Oh, this is cool. I was like,
0: yeah, it is.
1: (laughs) It was just it was amazing.
0: What do you think it is about, those obstacle course races, like getting in the mud. What, what is it about that? Cause that's really like, honestly, I, there's all the other challenges and all those other things with it, but like actually getting down and dirt, like literally down and dirty in the mud. There's something about that that I think does bring people joy.
1: It's a callback to childhood. It's like yeah. uh, it's like if you're at a kid's birthday party and there's the option of a soda or a juice box, you go for the juice box. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's the same thing. It's just, it's just, oh, I remember doing this when I was a kid. And there was, it's funny you say that because there was a part, so the barbed wire crawl, and the barbed wire crawls on this one weren't terribly long, but they were, they were bumpy. They were, you had to like crawl up and over all this stuff. On the first one, there was kind of right, a, a, a right-hand lane that wasn't bumpy, but it was just like waist-deep water. Yeah. And we Rachel and I at that point had had kind of gotten into a group of like six people or something and we were kind of chatting as we we're coming through and we all kind of looked at it and unanimously voted right lane like <laughs> we yeah. all just were like I'd rather be covered in mud than going over this terrain crap so yeah you're right there there it's just something fun it's an escape from normalcy for a second and and yeah it's definitely the callback to childhood that you know, you remember splashed in puddles and stuff. And when you're leaving or going to your your job as a teacher, you're not necessarily going to splash in puddles on the way because you're dressed for work. You're, you know, there are there are normal things that you have to abide by in society. And one of them is don't show up soaking wet. So yeah, it's yeah. it's That's it's awesome. things that we're necessarily allowed or encouraged to do otherwise, and this is our excuse.
0: That's awesome, man. That's because that's so cool. So, uh, you guys get finished. What was the conversation you had afterwards? Like, was she just so amped up or like, you know, how did you feel too? Because you were going for, I, I can't remember what you call it, but it's like the, the triple crown kind of deal where you do oh the trifecta, the trifecta where you do the three different distances.
1: Yes. So the, um, like I said, the first mile for her was tough, <laughs> and there was a lot of verbalizing back and forth between the two of us that wasn't necessarily uh, teamwork-oriented, <laughs> and, and she was, you know, but once once she started, like I said, succeeding in some things and really, like, shining, she was doing a good job. Um, we got to about mile three, and she was just, just happy i mean yeah you're going through some crap but it was just fun and then at the end of it she legitimately thanked me probably two dozen times by the end of the night it was thank you for making me do that thank you for showing me that i can do that blah 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 and then for like up until now she's still thanking me every now and then saying you know she's really glad she did it next year she's doing another one and i mean it's it's it was excellent and then for me to get my trifecta ending on a sprint was almost anticlimactic the only thing that made it the only thing that made it great well there were two things that made it great one was that i finished it with her and that she was with me to do it but the second was that i had done the beast the day before so i had done 13 3 the day before and then woke up the next morning and decided to do another 5 miles which was really cool for me and i wasn't sure how it was going to go until i knew that she was in once i knew that she was in I knew that it would be fine because yeah. I was just riding the high of I got it with me and you know, the, just the, the stupid fun of it. Yeah. So it was, it was fantastic. And, uh, and I'm, I'm thrilled that I did it next year. I want to do uh hurricane heat, which is a 12 hour continuous loop. Yes, and that, dude,
0: yes. <laughs> that sounds awesome.
1: Yeah. There's no reason I like, no, there is a reason. I like Travis's uh, mindset of w- the next thing has to be bigger and better. I like that, unless doing the same thing you just did feeds you somehow. You know what I mean? So I, I agree,
2: man. I think I, next year will yeah.
1: feed me in that she and I will have the the teamwork. She and I will have the lead up and the training time and during some of those runs during our training, we would walk and we would just talk about things, you know, that you're not necessarily talking about when you're worried about getting the kids fed, getting the kids clothed, yeah. getting the kids bathed to bed, you know, whatever it is. Um, it was a nice downtime that she and I could just focus on each other. And the next thing being bigger and better for me, that's going to be the 12 hour hurricane heat for just being able to feed myself and not care about bigger and better. We're going to do a sprint again next year and it's going to be yeah. fantastic.
0: That's awesome i I've always thought of that since Travis came on. I don't even remember when he said that, but he he was mentioning all, I mean he's the kind of guy he always has to do the next the next thing and he's like, why yeah, would yeah. I do a 50k again? I already did it but you're right like what is feeding you you know like I think that's incredibly important too because what if you do something and you really really enjoy it right and why would I right. go back and try something similar to it again? You know, but at yeah, the same and- time, i i I think there's a balance there because you want to be striving for something new. You keep wanting to try to see where your b- limits are, maybe, or you know, or just in a- another sense, you want to like. For me, I want to try something completely different. So maybe that's instead of a a running race, maybe I want to do something that involves swimming or something that involves riding the bike and stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. The I I think. Uh, like reminding people to take a second look around while we were on the course and just how pretty it was and I mean it was a it was a gorgeous piece of land that we were on Um, like that doing the same thing because you know you'll get that out of it is absolutely acceptable and what's Travis done that's that's not sarcastic that's not a challenge that's not anything but when you take a, a eagle eye at what Travis has done he has started and sold companies just all down the line. And maybe yeah. the next company has been bigger, maybe it hasn't, but he's done something that is feeding him.
2: And yeah, it's the true.
1: same, you know what I mean? It's, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's the same day to day. I'm not going to say it's the same company, but he's, he found the thing that he really enjoys doing and he, he has that cycle going. Yeah. So now he can add in, and this is where your balance comes in. Now he can add in, Oh, now I want, now I want a physical challenge that I don't know I can, I can pull off. Yeah. I means yeah. so he he's doing the same thing without realizing it and or maybe whatever i'm not gonna speak for travis <laughs> maybe he realizes it and saying what's the next biggest best thing is just the badass way to be on a podcast and that's that's absolutely fine because i'm the same way <laughs> um but but there is something to find what's feeding you yeah make sure that you're being fed but then yeah if you want to push yourself into un, uncharted territory you should definitely be doing that see what you're made of
0: yeah man it's like I'm thinking of an analogy here, so make sure you're being fed. Once a year, you get Thanksgiving, man. Time to open. Up, so. Time to go for seconds on that
1: pumpkin pie. <laughs> right. Well, and, and for you know my my family experience, we've got there was one Thanksgiving we were at my aunt Sue's. There were 19 people sleeping under one roof, and uh, and we've got Thanksgiving, we've got Christmas, then there's New Year's, <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. Depending on how you do it, I mean, you could. You can throw a lot of that stuff, that's but true. I like the analogy a lot once he, you, you got Thanksgiving, brother. Oh. <laughs> um do something that hurts you so much you have to sleep after it that's yeah, what, exactly that's the analogy
0: well, it's like you know, I guess for Thanksgiving, like I don't want Thanksgiving every day, you know i want I want to experience it, and i and my enjoyment from it comes from the fact that I don't do it every day, and if you're talking about, like the Spartan race like, dude, this is something cool that you and Rachel can like look forward to the
1: rest of the year you know right there there is something to building the anticipation of it because i i thought about so when i did my super uh this year the eight miles i wasn't in great shape uh the course was shitty but that's not an excuse i wasn't in great shape and it took me uh three hours and 34 minutes or something to do eight miles i did the beast in four hours and eight minutes So 13 miles, I added five miles to my race and only added half an hour or 40, 40 minutes to my time because I got in such better shape. So there were thoughts going through and I didn't realize how well I was doing until I got to the end. And I, you know, you kind of come up out of this hill and you can see the the festival area. And I saw my, my uh, kids and Rachel and my mom, and I did the spear throw, ran over the fire, came out and met them. And they said, you look really good. And like, they didn't mean physically, I mean, they didn't mean my physicality. They meant how I was holding myself. Like I just looked like I was ready to keep going. And I felt that after they mentioned it to me, the, uh, so the thought went through my mind. What if I tried to podium next year? What if I put in serious, serious shit work and tried to get on the podium next year? Because I could do it, but again that's not that's not what's what i've turned spartan into for me you know what i mean it's not chasing the podium it's just chasing the experience of of enjoying it and yeah i'll give it my best but i'm not i'm not you 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 know what i mean like the guys that are chasing podiums they're having thanksgiving every weekend yeah well
0: and and there's a danger to that too because you know what what if you put in all this work and then you don't make the podium. You know what I mean? There's that. Does well, that's it, fine. And well, I know it's fine for me and you because we're not chasing the podium. You know what I mean? But for like the people who are really intense about it, all of a sudden this thing that they loved at one point now has become something that has disappointed them. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Um,
1: yes, I do. And I think a lot of that has to do with mindset. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the, I think uh, the biggest um, problem that, um, Uh, the biggest problem that a lot of people run into is they set up their life as I'll be happy when, yeah, and when is, is this thing in the future, right? It's this thing that they may or may not ever actually get to. If they do get to it and they're somehow not happy, then what did they do wrong? So you've got those things that are kind of, that are, that are kind of flies in the ointment when, if you just change the mindset to I'll be happy because, so you still Mm -hmm. set your goal. And you say, Oh, podium next year, blah, 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 blah. But on, on the day to day, which you the day to day joy gets stolen from you when you say, I'll be happy when, because it's not when, right? So now you get, if you do, I'll be happy because your day to day is I'm happy today because I put in the work towards my goal. Yeah. And if every day you're putting in the work and you still don't reach your goal, you're still enjoying your days. And there's, there's a big difference between getting to the podium and being like, Oh, I mean, let's say you are a podium chaser and you get it and you're still not happy. That's even worse. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. you said, I'll, I'll be happy when I get the podium, you get first, you're standing on the podium, you smile for the picture and you realize, well, that didn't do it. What did I do wrong? Well, it's because you didn't enjoy the journey. Yeah. The journey is the fun part for me. Watching the boys run out into the yard when I get done with the run or something, and they want to try to climb the rope or they want to do some of the monkey bar stuff. That's the fun part. That's the journey of it is, is really the interesting part. Um, the, the day of is almost is almost just like another training thing, right? It's just, it's just training for more life. And yeah, you failed at this thing. How are you going to address it mentally? How are you going to address it physically? How are you going to address it in your future? Blah, blah, blah. How does it affect you? Who does it turn it, turn you into? And hopefully the answer is nobody different, just somebody a little bit smarter because yeah. you had an opportunity to learn from it. That was a long tangent. I feel like I there's a lot it, of it,
0: man, dude, I <laughs> love that. Tangent. I was like, I should take this tangent and put it out as like a little clip of the episode or something. I don't know how to do that though. So
1: <laughs> it's uh, what what I really enjoy and we, this point is not being made to, to promote or anything like that. Cause there's going to be a small cross section of people that are going to listen to this and come to my show, but I'm putting up, putting together a mentalism show. And it's, called I wanted focus.
0: to ask about that a little bit, but yes, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Um, but what, what interests me and then what the, uh, focus of focus is, is, uh, focus stands for what I, what I would be, what I would consider to be the five main fears of achieving a goal or go, or even starting to go after one F stands for failure. O stands for obstacles. C stands for criticism. U stands for the unknown and S stands for success. And the fear of failure is is the most prevalent one. That's that's the one that's going to affect you first. That's the one that's going to take the rug out from under your feet before you even stand up first. And the only way to get through it is to understand that, um, one, you're 99.999% of the time, even through failure, you'll survive and, Failure doesn't do anything except for give you opportunities to look back and figure out where you could have done something different, where, where you defeated yourself, where the process defeated you, you know, it's all learning. It's all just an opportunity to reassess, kind of adapt a little bit and then try again.
0: Yeah. They're like, it's the stepping stones. That's how I always look at it. Like sometimes those, Stepping stones are like almost like stair steps up to whatever you're trying to figure out. Sometimes yeah. those steps have to actually be failures along the way, otherwise you're not going to learn yes. the
1: lessons that you need to learn right exactly exactly
0: and like for some stuff like i don't know there there are lessons in everything that you have to go through in order to actually be successful you know um and I love that I love the focus thing i didn't realize that that is what you that was your point you were trying, you're trying to make with it is yeah is the reasons why people don't end up succeeding. That's super interesting.
1: Yeah. And like the, the one that I, so failure is the one that people are going to come up to first, right? Once you kind of start something midway through is, is criticism. C is criticism. And that's just what people think. Some people get so tied up in what other people think. And you just have to not give a single shit what anybody thinks. If it's, if it's calling on you to do it, you should at least try it. Yeah. And, uh, and when people say, well, that's not, that's not very, uh, you know, realistic or, or, or are you sure, you know, there's all sorts of people that have their reality that they want to put on top of you and it's not worth going into the, the most interesting one to me is fear of success and people usually don't realize that they've got it. That's the one that, that, that makes its way in there and you're, you're anxious the whole time. And, and that's the, I'll be happy when problem is fear of success. What if I get this and it's not what I needed? Well, it's because you framed it incorrectly. Yeah. It should be, I'll be happy because get your joy out of every day, celebrate every success you can because it, you know, at the end of the day, if I set a goal next year to podium during a beast on September 10th of next year, whatever, and I die tomorrow because I slipped in a puddle and cracked my head on the cement. What did I just steal from myself other than all the days between now and September that I could have been happy? You know what I mean? You're not guaranteed you're going to make it there. So you should make every day worth a flying fuck.
0: That makes, So you're saying like if, if in September, you're like in September, I can be happy. But right. Don't make it to September. You just, all those days you're, you're holding off basically like you're holding off your happiness, I guess. And I think people, yeah, I mean, we've all dealt with that in the past, I'm sure at in, at some point
1: um, where you're yeah, like, and that's yeah. for our conversation. That's I'll be happy when podium, right. Yeah. But that could be, I'll be happy when marriage, I'll be happy when, yeah, when buying saying. a house, I'll be happy when two and a half kids, whatever
0: or money a certain amount of money in your exactly exactly
1: and you're not guaranteed to get there and you're not guaranteed that you know yourself well enough that that's really the thing okay you know what i mean
0: yeah totally i have my daughter joining me she's just getting the paint she says
1: no that was that was part of the reason i came to the basement (laughs) (laughs) the boys won't come down here i'm next to the router the boys won't come down that's hilarious, man. It's yeah, man. That's
0: all that stuff is so important, and I'm so glad you shared that because that's the message. I mean, and when you come when you come around to criticism, it makes me think of this idea. Where I was talking with my with my students uh, the other day because we do this thing called seven mindsets, and it's all about mindset yep. training. Yep, we do it once a week. It's actually pretty cool. But and it's funny, like they have such good discussions, and they'll bring points that I didn't think of and didn't see you know Mm -hmm. and so one of the ideas i think we read a quote and it's basically like i can't remember what the quote is something about something being impossible like what goals if a goal is impossible are you able to achieve it and my way of looking at that question was i was looking at it well i was like well if you if in your mind you're like that goal is impossible you're not going to be able to achieve it. Like if you're right. doing it as an impossible goal, like it's going to be impossible, you know? But from my, from my, a lot of my students' minds, they were saying they were coming from the perspective of like other people telling them their goal was impossible.
1: Yes. And,
0: yep. and it got me thinking um, about this quote I heard from a comedian once. And me and Lindsay quote it all the time. This this comedian named Kyle Kinane. He's the voice of Comedy Central. He's hilarious, right? But yep. at one point in his stand-up bit, he says this line. I'm like, wow, it's so that's such an important thing. And he says, uh, I wasn't put on earth to be a goalie. You know, He's basically yeah. like, if you're not trying to hurt somebody, I'm either here to help you or I'm going to get out of your way.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think of that all that's, the time. Yep. That's what my... I've, I've been in a position to manage people on different occasions through work, through major flats and, and different groups that I've been in. And the, the main, the main thing I've learned through all that is everybody is either running towards or away from something. Your best bet to get the most work out of those people is to figure out what that is and then start running with them with purpose. When when it's managing people at jobs, like some of the people that I would manage are strictly trying to pay their bills and and continue to survive. And so you would just not not in a doomsday reference, but in find a way to reference that and be like, hey, man, it beats, you know, you know, whatever. And just remind them what they're running towards, what they're running away, running away from whatever it is. And like, that's the point we were making earlier with Rachel is she had found something to run towards. And it was my goal either to get out of the way yeah. or help every way I can. And you'll get so much more mileage out of those people. If you come up beside them, figure out what they're running towards and, and just put the hand on the back. Right. And it's just little encouraging words. It's how can I help you? It's what, you know, what, what can I do to make this easier? Blah, 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 blah. You'll get so much mileage out of people. Yeah. And that that'll that translates to any interaction ever on the history of forever, always, <laughs> until the end of time, amen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just every interaction. Somebody's the only reason you're running into anybody outside of their house is because they're trying to get something done. They're trying to make a buck. They're trying, you know, just continue to survive. And and once you recognize that, it's it's really easy to take a step back, realize that. Jackweed at McDonald's didn't get your order right because he's so focused on home right now that like there's something going on. Yeah. And it, it gives you a, it gives you a real easy, uh, uh, reference to just calm the hell down. You know, it doesn't matter. So much of the stuff that we complain about doesn't matter. And the impossible goals are definitely worth going for because even if you don't make it, as long as you reference it as I'll be happy because, then you could spend your whole life chasing an impossible goal and being perfectly happy.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. That's a good way to, to wrap it up. Um, but I'm not going to, I want to ask you this real quick. (laughs) When you get back from a run, right? You and Rachel are running and then you get to your front yard and you start doing all this crazy stuff like climbing things and flipping stuff and doing burpees and crawls and all this stuff. What do your neighbors think?
1: they i think initially didn't know what to think now that's nothing that's ab- absolutely nothing new and actually we've got um one neighbor down the road who I used to work for Matt and his wife Nikki they'll they'll take walks past our house and he's he's a strong guy he works out like for real and every now and then if we're out in the front yard and they're coming around the corner he'll point to the rope i'm like yeah man hit the cowbell and so he'll start climbing the rope too so that's cool. and now anytime i see him i'll you know i'll go up shake his hand and i'll just say cowbell 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 and then <laughs> we'll go about our day so Dude, that's no cool, it's, man. it's cool the it, the neighborhood gets it now i think and yeah. the ones that don't again who cares Yeah,
0: <laughs> well no it's cool you're affecting you're affecting people without <laughs> even really
1: knowing you know
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah absolutely just based off your actions, not even necessarily your words, but hopefully your words as well. Uh, which leads me to my last question. You've Mm -hmm. been showing up on a Muscatine, Iowa, local TV show from Uh Hy-Vee. And first of all, the host is Tony. I don't know how to say his last name, but he's the
1: best. That guy's awesome. Tony tone is the easy way to get through that. Just it's Tony tone,
0: Tony tone. Yeah, Tony Tone. I've watched your appearances on this show, and Tony Tone is awesome. He's a good dude. Yeah, and yeah, he is. You guys have a really funny, like back and forth. Like the way you guys talk to each other just makes me like you sound like you've been doing this forever, which makes what
1: me- what uh what contributes to that is a number of things. One is that. Even if we didn't like each other, Tony and I are such. Just <laughs> we we crave the performance, right? You want to put us on the show. heel for forever, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so the performance of it is fun, and just having the quick banter is just part of that. But ultimately, Tony is an awesome guy, yeah. and so he's very easy to get along with. He's very easy to for that banter to kind of I, I don't know be be a step above what it could have been if I was just talking to some horrible radio host um so no Tony's host named
2: Chris oh what right
1: (laughs) yeah you have no idea how much work goes into me making it look like we're friends during your (laughs) podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know I know uh man uh dude so on the shows though like basically I guess what I'm trying to get get at is this you're first of all super entertaining loved it you're setting up this poor man to do something during your next show and you won't tell him <laughs> what you're going to do.
1: Yeah. yeah that's he how doesn't
0: I know. He doesn't know what his role is going to be.
1: No, he doesn't.
0: He's just going he to show up. You're going to call him on stage and then he's just, you're just going to go with it?
1: Uh, Yeah. One, because there's such a small cross section of people that are going to listen to this and watch that i'll just tell you what we're gonna do oh um, no dude
0: you can't say that because what if he listens to this what if tony listens to this
1: i'll, I'll make sure he doesn't what okay i'll promise you i'll, I'll promise you he won't and actually <laughs> even if he were to listen to it there are still so many questions in the air at the end of me explaining it oh that wait. it's gonna yeah. be fun
0: i let's let's pause for a second ready here's <laughs> what we're gonna do tony this is only <laughs> to you if you're listening to this just stop listening right now. There's nothing else after this. Like, don't worry, skip ahead, maybe like 10 minutes if there's 10 minutes left. All right, go ahead, dad.
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) Spoiler alert. Uh, So during my, during my stage show, so to give some people some reference, uh, I started this past January, putting together a stage show of mentalism, uh, mentalism is mind reading and fortune telling and premonitions telepathy that kind of stuff and through the course of that uh kind of i did that show i kind of learned what can and can't be done or what should and shouldn't be done i guess and the show is a success but now on to the next so i've, I've started building this other show and oh, during that show, I memorized a pack of 52 cards in, I'm gonna say 18 seconds. So I had the audience shuffle the cards, I brought the cards back in, memorized them, handed them off to two audience members and could tell you which which audience member was holding which card all the way through the deck. There are memory experts on the planet. You can look this stuff up on YouTube. There are ways to memorize something like that as quickly as that and uh it just takes a lot of practice it takes a lot of whatever so the thing that i'm going to do with tony is in essence a memory test okay we're going to set up a course at the high school parking lot the bonnie drive parking lot we're going to set up a course and i'm going to have one opportunity to drive through it uh, with my eyes open and then and it's actually, I'm going to play it to music while I'm driving so that I can reference different points in the music as to when I apply the brake, when I do a 90 degree turn.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, I hear, I feel this bump bump at this point in the music, whatever. So I can tell if I'm going the right speed, if I'm going the right direction, whatever. Then Tony will get in the car with me. Uh-huh. I will unfold myself and we'll do it again.
0: That's awesome.
1: That'll be live streamed just before my show. And then the goal is provided that I've practiced enough and feel comfortable with it is to drive myself from the Bonnie drive parking lot around the high school to the other parking lot, still blindfolded, get out of the vehicle, go on stage and do my show.
0: That's awesome, man. Now, quick question. I'm sure you've thought of this. Yeah. You're going to have like someone running in front of the car or something, not in front of the car, but like on the sidewalk, just in case, like, I don't know, I'm just imagining grandma crossing the street.
1: <laughs> well, so that's 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 a big consideration because as as fun as this could be, should it go right, it could yeah. also be not fun. Should it go incorrectly, if
2: you hit grandma? Um,
1: right. Um, so <laughs> that's why we're doing it in a parking lot, in part. Oh yeah, gotcha. That's that's also why I will have a one-way conversation coming from my wife. And she will have all of my notes. When I do it with my eyes open, I will be um, reciting notes to her. She'll be writing those all down. And then, as I'm going through the drive, she'll be able to say things like, "You're a second and a half ahead of where you, where you were last time." Yeah. yeah. You know. So I need either need to adjust my speed, adjust where I am with the music, whatever, so that I can maintain the parameters of what I was supposed to be doing.
0: Crazy man. That's. uh, I mean, I know that there's some the mental, the mental stuff, the mental like practice that you have to put in to do any of that stuff is so crazy to me. Like I can't even wrap my head around it.
1: Well, and it all, it all started when Kale was born. So seven, almost eight years ago when he was born, um, I would generally get up in the middle of the night cause I can operate on two hours of sleep and still make it through. You know what I mean? Like just physically I can do that better. So I would let her sleep. I would get up with Kale. I would put a bottle in his mouth and then I'd I would put some either magic or mentalism uh, how-to video that I had bought um, on and so I started doing this stuff about eight years ago and it's just been through kind of on and off practice like at Brady's thing at at, uh, Jody's that time that was just an opportunity that I could kind of brush it up and I think I broke your brain that night but like just just here and there, I've done it enough that I'm very very comfortable with it. There are certain things that that are 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 a definite. There are certain things that are that are definitely possible to go wrong, either with the drive, with on stage stuff. But that's kind of the yeah. fun of it. Yeah, it, you know, is that it's it's for the most part fairly real, and and uh, and people get to experience the this might not work. <laughs> which, which is fun and Tony is such an animated guy. That no matter how he responds, even if it's just dead silent out of him, that will be a ridiculous response from him yeah so he will he will make it entertaining almost regardless of of how he takes it.
0: that's so cool, man that's so awesome. Yeah. Tony, you can start listening again uh, <laughs> um yeah, man, dude, good luck with that i think I think what you're doing is so amazing because I know we had a we sat down, and we had a conversation like two years ago and we we're just talking about like what goals we both have and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, it's really inspiring to, to me to see you chase after yours, but then also like it's, it's spreading out like it's spreading to your wife, to your kids, like to your neighbors as they see you chase it. And now they want to probably step up their game too, which is, which is really Really, the goal, right? I mean, that's yeah.
1: What... One, one more feather I have to put in Rachel's cap is um, we had been training for Spartan, and then I found out like a week before the watermelon stampede. She goes, "I signed us up for the 5K, which we've never done before. I mean, we've never done any running together that we were basically paying to do um, ever before. So she just did that because she wanted to, which is amazing. And now she's in the process of organizing. There's another 5K, but it's a virtual 5K. So you just get your crew, you go do 5k, blah, 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 blah. But she's like, but I want it to be a really cool one. So can we like make signs that point, point in the direction that you're supposed to go and put it all through Wildcat Den and our crew can just follow the signs. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. So yes. she's actually organizing a small group of people to get up and do some things, which is one amazing. Cause I don't have to do it, <laughs> but it's, it's just awesome to see her not just get to the Spartan and be like, Oh, I did it. You know, now it's an ongoing thing for her. Now it's something that I can tell when her body is telling her to move. That's so cool. Which is, which is a cool place to get whether you're watching somebody experience it or whether you're experiencing it yourself. When you get to the point where you've just started exercising for the first time in forever. And after however long of exercising, there's a day where your body is like, we have to do something. (laughs) Your body starts asking to be worked. That's a really cool place to be. That's that's fantastic, and that's that's the same with every every possible goal. That's why Travis keeps building these businesses. That's why Brady keeps putting ridiculous hours in at work. That there's a part of them that get fed by these other things have nothing to do with physicality, but their body starts asking for it. They say, "Why aren't we X, Y, and Z?"
0: Continuing that momentum, kind of yeah, on those things. That's so cool, man, dude. You're awesome uh i'm gonna let you go now at some point in this episode i think we might do it at, i think i might put it at the end but uh stay tuned because we're gonna listen to thad uh attempt the story of his attempt at running his first marathon which is, yeah yeah but dude get out of the basement go <laughs> go all right, into sun, have a good man. day yeah <laughs> all right see you man it was a good talking to you
1: yeah you too bye,
0: bye. All right, big thanks to Thad for coming back on the show. Uh you know what's funny is Thad and I went to the same high school, we we're in the same class. We were acquaintances, like we knew of each other, but we really didn't hang out or um you know, we didn't we didn't like run in the same circles, I guess. Uh and really because of this podcast, because of starting this podcast, We've had so many amazing conversations and now when I go back to Muscatine to visit my mom, I always try to make it uh make time to go see Thad and sit down and, and hang out and chat with him just about what we're up to. And it's just funny. It's like the idea of sharing sharing your passion and your uh your kind of mindset about things, like making that public which is kind of uncomfortable for me at times but making that public can really connect you to people and really form these interesting bonds and uh, like kind of deepen these relationships so super cool and I just realized that I'm not actually recording the outro here because we're gonna go into Thad's story about uh, attempting his very first marathon completely by himself completely on the highways uh, through cornfields which i can really relate to because my very first marathon was uh kind of in the exact same format so uh let's let's talk about that and then we'll get back at you in the outro and
1: they didn't necessarily succeed from step one exactly pushed through a bunch of stumbles
0: yeah yeah man yep, so I, I love that so cool which i guess <laughs> kind of Okay, so I want to hear all about your run, man. I, Cuz I guess that leads into um the run you took on a couple weeks ago, which was kind of like, I don't know, would you qualify it as your like first long run? Um
1: yeah, absolutely. We did. I did the I did a half marathon last year, and that was because of you and well, because of your podcast, because of your podcast with Brady, your podcast with your wife and I listened to that on a Sunday night and then Monday morning decided I was going to do a half marathon and, uh,
0: that rocks. <laughs> and then it, it
1: was, it was good. It, it was a lot. It was hard, but it was, it was good for me. Um, the, the, yeah, as far as like ridiculous amounts of, of distance, this is the, the biggest goal I've set for myself, regardless of whether or not I hit it. Um, I, I specifically did not create a loop I made it so that my halfway point was as far away from home as I could get, so that the, my only option then is to come back home. So I set out on doing a marathon on, I don't remember when it was, but I left my house at 5 o'clock in the morning. I figured I'd be home by, like, 11 or something because I knew I wasn't going to make great time. I just wanted to see if I could finish it and got to uh, – and I basically just beelined away from home. Yeah. And and lined slowly because I'm not fast, but I'm steady. If I, you know, if I can hit a hit a good stride, then I can make sure that I'm not redlining and I'm and I'm. Uh, I can I can keep that pace for for a decent amount of time. So for like the first twelve to thirteen miles, I was doing I was doing really well. I hit my halfway point shortly after that, because my real goal was actually a fifty k. And if I could get to a marathon, then that was at least, at least a sub goal that I was cool with anyway. So I, I took off my aunt Judy met me in Wilton, which was my, I think to 12 mile Mark. Yeah. And she loaded me up with Gatorade and stuff. And I had like half a camelback full of water, just added my Gatorade to that. She had gummy bears and a couple bananas for me, took those with me and then kept rolling. And, uh, Uh, yeah i i I went for 23.18 miles and then i had to call for help because i just couldn't keep moving
0: yeah what was it i mean okay i guess before we get to like what eventually slowed you down um i can you kind of like because i know what the area looks like from muscatine to wilton but can you kind of like paint the picture of like what you were running on
1: I was going from, uh, I just took Isaac straight north. Um, So it was a gravel road. It's like a a crappy little country road thing. Um, And my shoes that I wore apparently made, made every rock very apparent, (laughs) Um, (laughs) which was awesome from the get go. Um, And then. Uh, it, it, it was really just a long stretch, and that I think that kind of killed me too. Because when I do, when I did my marathon, I knew what my path was, and I knew that okay, at Eighth Street I'm going to take a right Yeah. just get to Eighth Street, you know, and and yeah. you can kind of keep yeah. dividing it up that way. Yeah. This was go in straight. 12 and a half miles, yeah, yeah in 12 and a half miles you'll take a slight right. <laughs> <laughs> you'll still be on the same road you're on. So yeah. that
0: does dude. Yeah. yeah. Mentally that's tough, man. And it's like relatively flat there. And yeah, yeah. It's just, wow, man. That's yeah. Th- that is respectable there. Like the long stretch of just going straight actually surprisingly makes it way harder.
1: Yeah. And to add to that, you, you talked about um, runs that you do with or without headphones and why you choose to or not to, listen to music while you go, Um, at about four miles. My phone apparently hadn't charged the night before. I had plugged it into the charger, but the charger wasn't plugged into the wall. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I I started the day off with like 42%, and at four miles, after doing a Facebook Live video, um, I realized I was like 16%. (laughs) And then at nine miles, I did another Facebook Live video, and my phone was about to die. So I had at 9 miles i had to turn music off and just be with my thoughts which was cool but hard if i had planned yeah, yeah if i had planned to just be with my thoughts and like mentally prepared for that yeah that would have been one thing but music just lets me disappear and not think about anything i can you know just break down whatever i'm listening to and and I, 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 it really just gets me out of my head as far as the run is concerned i'm not listening to my breath i'm not listening to my feet hit the ground i'm just listening to whatever ambience is happening in my brain and then i can just i can go a lot longer that way because three four minutes at a time is broken up into this different thought and even though is just a straight stretch it would have been broken up into all these three to four minute song thoughts yeah and i I lost that opportunity too so that was that, that was tough
0: was there aspects so it's just funny man it reminds me of the first marathon i ran um which was uh, also in Iowa, and it was on a highway. I don't know if it, I don't think it was much gravel road, but I just remember thinking, like looking around and seeing you drive by farms so quickly, you know. And then to take mm-hmm. your time yeah, to go yeah, yeah. by them slowly, like, did you appreciate any of that, or, or what?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did actually. And there was a couple times. <laughs> there, uh, you you're always posting pictures of uh, I don't know if it's elk or caribou or whatever the hell it is, but <laughs> Um, but we, I was running down the road and there, and I had, so I had gone the, the north route and I had passed this farm on my right where there was a bunch of cows out grazing. And then on, when I turned around, uh, you know, about six miles coming back, I saw that one of the baby cows had gotten out. So he was crossing the road <laughs> and, and there was like, like there was no good way to detour around him or anything. I just kept thinking to myself, I really hope this cow is is nice <laughs> i'm not stopping and he's, you know I'm, I'm coming right at him so yeah was, i mean but yes as far as like the sunset was amazing and the farmland when you take a second you're not just you know it's not just flyover state stuff it's gorgeous yeah
0: it land. really is
1: and you think about like these these super industrious super progressive east and west coast and whatever and the those people would all be screwed if we decided not to go to work for a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, no, so yeah. Much, so much productivity is happening on farmlands, and it was cool to, to sit and actually contemplate that and to see people out and working at 5 o'clock in the morning already doing their job. That that part was nice, and I, I did kind of get out of my head in just allowing myself to enjoy what was around me. You know yeah.
0: what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. Why did you, I mean, I guess I know you said you wanted to get as far away from your house as possible um, for the turnaround spot, but was there any, when you were planning it, was it, was there any thought of that long straight road being more difficult? Like, did you want to add any loops in or anything like that?
1: No, um, no. The the biggest thing for me, my marath- my half marathon last year hurt me mentally a lot because I had miscalculated. And so I was passing mile 11 at the turnoff to my house. Oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? So I had to, I had to mentally push more in that quarter of a mile where I knew, Oh, Oh, this is wrong. I now have to run past my house by another mile, come back, you you know, so that killed me. And I went from a, from a decent jog at that point to a, just don't walk, just just a JW. Just don't walk. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the weakest, you know, you're, it's not even you're not moving any faster than a walk you're just using more muscle than what a walk would require and it's it's a pathetic run so i had specifically done the straight out straight back thing to keep myself from miscalculating a loop
0: that makes sense yeah man that totally i mean it's, it's funny like with anything there's all these pluses and minuses with how you plan things you know and yeah i think it's a huge plus for that aspect where it's like oh i don't have to you know, I don't have to worry about miscalculating. But then, like I said, man, just yeah, like there's, it's, it's for me, I'm like, I want to break a run down into smaller sections, and then it makes it more doable. And when you're just on a straight road, it's like, I guess you could break it down of like, all right, soon I will be, there'll be another road that I have to cross, but I'm still going straight.
1: (laughs) That that was basically what I was doing. I was, I was um, putting it by either road crossings or by the next farm.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So what when but you even
1: that you get lost in like Groundhog's Day? So <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> That's the exact same house I just passed. I guarantee it.
0: <laughs> so when your Aunt Judy met you uh, in Wilton, was what was her reaction? Is she like you're crazy? Like <laughs> no,
1: no. She was not as upbeat as that. She said, "Please let me take you home."
0: <laughs> oh no way, really? Oh that's even harder.
1: Right. And I said, I can't listen to you. I I was trying to be nice. And I was like, really, really trying to be respectful. But I had to kind of shut her down. And and I really felt bad because she's just looking out for me. You know, she, she doesn't know what I'm trying to do. She doesn't know why I'm trying to do it. So she said, and she said that and I said, I I need to just grab this stuff and keep moving. I can't listen to you right now. Because my body agrees. And if I let my mind agree with you for half a second, I'm going to be in the backseat falling asleep on the way home. Yeah. So I just grabbed my stuff. I rolled out. I had to tell her no like three times. And then and then I just went. And she, she had taken a picture of me as I was approaching her car. And when I got home... You know, and I let her know that I was home and safe and whatever. And I said, "You need to send me that picture." And I, I totally understand why she wanted to just take me home. <laughs> after <laughs> seeing that picture, I was like, "Oh, that guy is rough." So yeah, but no, it was it was just uh, I had to shut out every possible reason to quit because because you have to.
0: It, yeah. You just keep moving. Well, you know, and well, let's talk about your why really quick. Um, what what was the purpose for doing this? I mean. I know recently you've really been like challenging yourself and like seeing athletically and physically what you're capable of, but was there a purpose yeah. beyond that?
1: No. And I think, um, and actually this realization didn't hit me until I listened to your podcast with Brady, but um, I think that the, the lack of a good why was why I couldn't complete it. If I had had something that I was really holding on to saying, I've got to do this for this, this or this, even if it was a, it was a fake reason. Yeah. You know, cause sometimes you just have to give yourself something. And, uh, and I really didn't have one. It was a, let's see how far I can go. It, yeah. Let, it wasn't like it was, I mapped a 50 K and I knew that, um, at a marathon I'd be happy. And it was one of those, one of those mind screws where you, Say, I'm going to go running. I'm going to go do three miles, and then half a mile in you say, but if I did a mile and a half, I'd still be good. And the second you think that, yeah, you, you're only doing a mile and a half, like guaranteed, like, you know, I mean, you just – you already gave yourself the out. You're going to take it. So I, I just set the whole thing up wrong. It was just let's see how cool I am, and that's the wrong reason to do it. When when I When I think about it now, if I would do it now – um, I've been covering my left forearm with um, the ideas for tattoos with Sharpie, and it's just like inspirational quotes like, like uh, does it make the boat go faster? There's a Harvard rowing team that one year they decided, and they'd been like second or third or whatever for years and years and years, and they said, we're going to take first this year, and our only question all year is, will it make the boat go faster? So they'd be inbi- invited to a party. They'd all look at each other say, will it make the boat go faster? And they wouldn't go yeah. to the party because it's not helping what they're doing. So quotes like that that are just like, what are you doing right now that's going to make tomorrow better? If I was thinking, I would have covered my arm with thoughts like that and and my boys and my wife and stuff like that so I could look at it every now and then and just give myself another half a mile of energy.
0: You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, but I set it up with such a superficial thing to begin with that it didn't really have any bearing or meaning and, and just ultimately I think why I failed at it.
0: Yeah. So what happened? Clear, clear the mirror,
1: situation. Clear the
0: mirror, dude. <laughs> that's right, buddy. So that's good, though. That's good, and I'll we'll get into why in a second. But what what happened? Like, what exactly slowed you down? I mean, obviously, like, yeah, that's a lot of mental mental games. Which is isn't it funny, man? How like how mental it is?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's insane. Cause yeah, once you get past like. My body especially, maybe yours isn't this way, but my body is especially where it will tell me exactly when we've hit peak pain, Yeah. and it's going to happen pretty quick. And It's going to be like, oh, we don't want to do this at all, and this <laughs> is my muscle speaking. Yeah. If we don't want to do this, um, if we could stop, that'd be great. But then once I've gotten to that point, I can be like, oh, well, this is as bad as it's going to get. Yeah. Okay, we can we can keep moving. So, yeah, I don't remember what the question was
0: so yeah (laughs) well and that with that like i mean it's always like a learned thing you know like eventually from doing this and getting 23 miles your body adapts and is like okay like that's not that wasn't peak pain now because now we know what to expect at that point and then you're able to push a little further you know um that natural progression but like what ultimately like hit you and slowed you down
1: yeah, it was uh, my right leg and my not my right leg, my right foot and my left okay.
0: knee. Yeah,
1: were just not having it. Yeah, they they got me to a point, and I wasn't I wasn't even uh, mentally aware of it uh, until I started walking, and I apparently walked for like half a mile or something. And be like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, I stopped moving. Why am I? You know, and and I realized that I just I had I had mentally checked out a little bit, so walking didn't didn't register and then once i started walking i tried to start jogging a couple times and my body was like no 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 no! you were doing the right thing <laughs> yeah. we're, we're walking now yeah and i just listened and that you know that was what it was
0: yeah yeah man well it is funny like i don't know because honestly man i'm just looking at your route and i would for sure struggle on that route um Flat oh, I'm like
2: very happy to hear
0: that. <laughs> dude, I'm serious, man. Like flat running is that repetitive motion and that kills you or it kills me. I need like variety. You know what I mean? Because it switches yeah. up what muscle groups you're using, like how yeah. your joints are moving, you know, and if you're walking and if you're running and stuff like that. So, dude, like huge props to you. That's that's I mean, I know like it you didn't necessarily finish what you set out to finish but like i mean that's a huge accomplishment and it's like a big step towards you know the next thing you know what i mean because now you know what it feels like to be 23 miles in and maybe next time you learn how to manage it a little bit better or manage your mindset a little bit better like you were saying um so so yeah dude i think i mean it's it's just part of it, man. It's part of figuring this stuff out and like figuring out how far you can push your body.
1: yeah, one yeah one of the quotes that I have written on my arm on numerous occasions is uh, um, failure is learning quitting is loss. I don't feel like I quit. I feel like I failed. yeah, but you're exactly right with that, I can take in uh, maybe switch up the route or maybe do a loop that goes by your house four times. So, you know, you have an aid station, you That's know, like whatever, Yeah. because I don't, I don't need to pay somebody to go run 26 miles. There's 26 miles is all over the place totally. <laughs> that are, yeah. being, uh, you know, whatever monetized by somebody. So I, you know, I, there, there's a lot of things to take from it. And one of it is just to mentally prepare a little bit better, um, and, yeah, breaking it up was big. When I did the half marathon, I specifically put um, 8th Street Hill and Roscoe and Parham in my path so that I had something else. You know, you're exactly right. Break it up. Do something different than just the trudge that's straight ahead, straight flat. Yeah. Kill you. Because I had more fun doing my half marathon and not on a on a how my body feels way, just more fun mentally doing the half marathon than I did doing
0: this one yeah yeah definitely man so what's kind of like i mean i think i know the answer to this but what's like the next big thing that you're pushing towards because okay so i guess to update people you came on after your first spartan race and since then you've done another one now you've done this 23 mile run uh so kind of like what are you building up towards
1: um a number of things i've got two more spartans to do my goal this year was to get the trifecta yeah the trifecta is the super, the sprint, and the beast, um, uh, a three-mile, an eight-mile, and a 12-mile Spartan all in one calendar year. So I'm doing all those this summer. So my next big accomplishment is going to be doing the beast and the sprint in the same weekend,
0: that um, September 8th and 9th. Yeah.
1: So the 12-miler the is on the 8th on Saturday, and then the 9th is the three-miler and though three miles doesn't seem like that much, after doing the twelve miler, I'm not sure what you know what I'll be able to accomplish. So yeah. it's kind of setting myself up to struggle at least. I'm not setting setting myself up for failure, I'm setting myself up for struggle. Um, Which
0: is good, man. And then I, that's a good way to yeah. put it.
1: Oh yeah. That's I mean Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're definitely on the same page on that one. So that and then I am seriously considering doing the 50k yes. that you had sent me in cedar falls but on the flip side of that if i can do a 50k on my own i don't necessarily care yeah you know what i mean so so i might do that one but i will definitely do one
0: so this summer. here's my view so just like the idea of setting yourself up for struggle which i just had to type down because i'm like oh I got to remember to say that at some point, <laughs> um, uh, doing your own 50 K the thing that's actually really difficult about that is carrying the amount of water that you need and the amount of food that you need. Um, right. and, and an organized event, like the biggest difference between an organized event and then doing it by yourself is that, like an organized event. You can, count on the fact that like every four or five miles there's maybe more maybe six or seven but at some point you're going to run into a place there's gonna be a a bunch of food you can like drain all of your bottles of water and you know in those that little section and then fill them back up so you don't it's like it's like if you're really just looking for like getting the distance that would be my biggest suggestion is like an organized one's going to set yourself up set yourself up for struggle and not necessarily failure if that makes sense
1: yeah but you're kind of an enigma my friend because you just ran 150 miles through the desert and I understand you had aid stations and stuff yeah but if I'm looking at 250ks and one of them is slightly harder yeah wouldn't I lean towards the harder one
0: you should I'm just saying like <laughs> no I totally I think you should lean towards the harder one I'm just saying like it just depends what you want. Like if you just want the distance, then I would say an organized one is still the distance and the distance is freaking hard, you know, but, um, yeah. if you're by yourself now, you, now there's all this extra stuff. That's not just the distance, which if that's what you want, like that's super cool too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if that makes yeah, sense, I don't you. know if that makes any sense,
1: but no, it absolutely does make sense. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that, um, that needs to be put into play as far as the thought process goes yeah and yeah that's that yeah that makes total sense because if I had done my original route I would have ended up at a 50k okay and I would have had one aid station through the whole thing and I was you know at 23 miles I didn't realize how hard I was hurting but if I had to scrape my way through another what nine 10 miles yeah what is what is 50k 31? 31 so 31 yeah. eight miles I could have.
0: Totally, man. Knowing
1: knowing now, like if I if I went out and did that same route right now, I could mentally push myself through another eight miles. Dude,
0: I'd, I totally... It wouldn't be
1: good for me, but it would be, <laughs> it'd be something that I accomplished. And the next day, and you had asked me like the day after or the day or two days after, you know, how are you feeling? I was good. Yeah. And I think there were people around that were waiting for me to be whining about everything all the time. <laughs> I was a little bit stiff, but I, you know, I was still... Doing everything that I would normally do, so I, you know, I, I think I recover quickly, or I'm unaware of my body enough that <laughs> it, it didn't slow me down a ton. Um, so yeah, I think I I think hearing what you're saying about that is I turn my 50k into a loop that I can break down into different sections with hills and all that kind of stuff, and put the aid station on a picnic table in my front yard, yeah. so that even if the the wife and the boys are out doing something else. I can just stop, grab some more water, grab some gummies, grab some fruit, whatever, and keep rolling.
0: Yeah, man. That'd be cool, dude. Either way, like, it's freaking awesome, man. I'm so excited that you're doing this. And, you know, like, I obviously want to hear about all your adventures. So whenever you finish an adventure, just shoot me a text message. We'll do another one of these guys.
1: Yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I I have to – huge kudos to everything that you're doing. On this whole thing, because I listen to the podcast, um, at least intermittently. Because yeah. it's you and it's you made it weird, and then it's Spartan Up, <laughs> and then it's uh, one other one that I don't know. It's Matthew something um, that I don't know the name of. But you four podcasts keep me keep me motivated and keep me pushing, and it's it's a, a, a good thing that you're doing. That's sir. so
0: cool, dude. That's all I want, man. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Thad, for coming on the show for real this time. This is really the outro at this point. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah, just, I really enjoyed that story and talking to him and things like that. Now I feel like I've ran out of steam for the actual outro. Uh, just kind of, Oh, here's what I want to talk about. I had a realization this week while I was riding my bike. So I, I, I took a week off of running because I had Achilles tendonitis and stupidly I like tried to run on it a few times towards the end of last week and then by Saturday I was like whoa like that hurts way more than it should um, and part of it is because I started up my seventh grade touch rugby club again and so now I'm sprinting and like cutting back and forth you know and like doing all these weird motions you don't usually do when you're like a long distance runner you know you're 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 like running like a running back now if you could imagine that um soon as i started that and then i just pushed way too hard and and then saturday morning i'm like i could i couldn't you know that really hurt last night so i'm gonna run up a mountain so le- lesson learned uh so i ended up just riding my bike a whole bunch this week uh the mountain bike and I kind of had a realization where I I think, and I'm not sure about this, because I'm like, why do I like doing this stuff so much? Why, why is this kind of like a necessary part of my day, like this workout thing or running, trail running or riding a mountain bike or something like that? And I think it's a necessary part of the day because it boosts my endorphins, all that stuff, whatever. Like all the things all the runners will tell you. But I think added benefit here is that kind of like feeling scared once a day, like not terrified, but scared or like intimidated. Right. So I was riding my bike and I'm going like from the trails by my house. So it's flat. Like we're in the foothills, but it's relatively flat for most of it, but there's single tracks here and there. So I was like, Oh, I'm just going to ride the single track. It'll be, it'll be a nice, easy ride like nothing straight up uh no technical parts anything like that and it's literally like right next to this bike path like this paved path there's a single track trail to the left of it and i always ride that and i'm sure people like what is this guy doing like going through waist-high grass and stuff like that um and there's a part where the bike path switchbacks down this really big hill like road like it's pretty big like you're going downhill for a while and it just switchbacks back and forth at least like six times down this hill but if you're taking this mountain bike path there's a part that cuts the switchbacks and it just goes straight down and i'm not really comfortable with the mountain bike at this point and so going down that steep section is always a bit intimidating and usually I stop at the top and, like, really psych myself up before going down. But this time I was like, you know what? Like, screw it. I'm going. I'm going. Like, I'm not stopping. I'm going straight down that. Like, and not, I'm going to try not to make a big deal out of it. And so I just went as fast, not as fast as I could, but, like, I hit that. I didn't stop at all. I just started going down the hill. And it was awesome, man. I don't know how to describe it, but I just had this rush. And I was, I got to the bottom. I almost crashed, but I was like, you know what? If I crash, then I crash. Cause I keep telling my four year old that I'm like, you know, if you get on your bike and you crash, like everybody does that, you know? So I was trying to like do that for myself. And I got to the bottom, I was like, whoa, that was amazing. Like, is that something I need every day? Like, is that why I like running early in the morning where you're like in the mountain and you're like, oh, I wonder if I'll see any animals? Like, you know, there's a bit of that intimidation. Like, do I just need that, that bit of like fearfulness to put real life into perspective? And I'm not. Sure, I I haven't fully explored this yet, and I'm not sure what the answer is. But I'm leaning towards maybe I do, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out if that's a good thing or not. And obviously, like I'm not wingsuit jumping off the side of like you know, uh, half dome or anything like that. Um, something that would be incredibly dangerous too, but I am like, do I just need that little bit of a rush just to remind me that I'm alive and I'm a human and like, you know, this life is like something to be passionate about. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really figured this out yet. So I'm now I'm just rambling and, uh, yeah, I think that's okay. <laughs> That's where we're going to end the podcast this week. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. I'm really excited for the next few weeks. I got some really cool people lined up. Um, so I'm looking forward to sharing that with you guys. Some returning guests. Some new guests. So come back. Join us again. Uh, if you like this one and you're still listening, I would guess it's because you liked it. Maybe. Um, go, Feel free to go to iTunes. Go anywhere you guys listen to podcasts. Uh, and... Check out our whole list of episodes. Um, like I said, Thad was on at number 59. We've had a whole bunch of interesting folks on all all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, trail running, climbing Mount Everest, going to Antarctica, like the South Pole, uh, mountain biking. We've had some guests about like bikepacking and whatnot. Um so and long distance trails, PCT, uh 200 mile races i'm just randomly ranting like rambling on at this point so uh yeah check those out i bet you guys will like them so all right we'll get back at you next week see ya